shoot, Rob. Oh, shoot, Jersey. Oh, shoot. I just realized now that we should have been doing this over, um, what's, what's the, st- uh, uh, Twitch. Oh, Twitch. So Twitch, we would be actually live streaming an extra lean though. So, but but then oh, again, you can't do like a private to, stream. Um, not that I know of. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, it's uh, you're straight up streaming to the world, and uh, and again, it seems to be really good about like streaming um, a person's desktop, like a local desktop, and a and cameras connected to that desktop. So yeah, that could work in the sense of, well, we would we could have a phone conference and also be streaming a desktop. But like, mm-hmm. it's not just the one thing there. Where so we this have, might have to switch to us just doing this over Skype. Possibly, man. Like, that, that may be in our future pretty soon. Well, actually, no, we can still do it over Hangouts, just we would not have the backup YouTube recording. Is all. That's all. Oh, back of YouTube recording. So people could watch us, though? I don't know. Like, no, I mean, all these are backed up on YouTube, but they're just private. I just, like, don't, they're not visible to the public. Oh. And that's right. my backup recording of, of the extra lean. So here's your inside baseball moment on extra lean. Yeah. Let's think through how, you know, the, the web keeps on changing, the big players making big plays. You know, product managers be managing, and all of a sudden features show up. Other features, they go away. The features show up. Others go away. <laughs> um, so I've got a story. I've got a story for this episode uh, that mm. hopefully will turn into a prompt. Um, and it's a mo. And I'll, 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 I won't bury the lead. Uh, it starts with me saying, "F those guys" to a commitment that I made. Oh, what? yeah, yeah. Jersey Drozd. Yeah, well, when you hear about what it is, it's it sounds way cooler than it is. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> I joined my uh, homeowners association board. I'm on the board for my homeowners association, right? Oh, wow. Which is one of those little things where it's like, well, I've never done it. And I like to overcommit to too many things. Why not? Um and it's only monthly. It's a monthly meeting, right? But when I agreed to do it, I found out only after the fact that their meetings were in direct conflict with classes that I was teaching that I had uh, uh, scheduled in February, right? So there's no way I could change those class dates, you know? And I, so I told them, I was like, guys, you know, this is just going to mean me being late to some of the meetings because some of them overlap with my class dates. Everybody's like, no problem. You know, you're a member at large. You know, you can always give your proxy vote to somebody else if it really needs to be done. I'm like, okay, no problem. Hmm. It, we worked it all out. Um, but it, but I was usually getting there still with like an hour left of the meeting to spare. And I made a commitment, even though this is volunteer time. It's a commitment that I made, and I feel like I'm honor bound to do it. Well, final week of comics class. And in this comics class, I don't know if I've shared this on Extra Lean, um, the goal of this particular class is the kids are meant to have a finished story that's going to be collected in a printed volume. So we honor the kids' effort by making an artifact that they are going to take home, and we're going to have like a special signing for them. The kids are all going to be gathered once again when the book is printed. We're going to have them sign their books for their family and friends, You know, have some extra copies to you know, be on display at the art center, and then send the kids home, right? 
wow, pretty cool, cool, right? Yeah. What a program. Uh, it's last day, and it's like, it was marvelous because for the first time in my class, there was like this real deadline pressure. You know, you've seen my classes. There isn't a huge lot of pressure to deliver a finished thing, right? Mm. As long as you get somewhere with it, as long as some effort was displayed, I c consider that a win. But this is like, no, if you said in week one that you're doing four-page story, by week six, you have to have a four-page story done, penciled, inked, colored, and lettered, you know? So um, it was marvelous to watch these kids engage with the deadline pressure that I know all too well, that we know all too well, that anybody who's made things knows all too well. And listen to these kids go say, like, uh, you know, this started out as being a lot of fun. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. But and I was like, but it's still fun, right? Because like, there's all this pressure, there's this ticking clock, and we're all in this together, right? And they're like, no, this is terrible. Um, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like I watched, I took away these kids' innocence that day. You know, it's like they they all like are uh, uh, acquainted with the hard facts of life now, thanks to me. Um, <laughs> there's this one girl in the class. I gotta tell you about the story that she made. I don't know if I've told you this before, but um. She's new to comics. She has never made comics before. Doesn't d didn't consider herself much of a comics reader. Took this class because she thought it would be a fun sort of exploration of storytelling. I'm like, okay, well, everybody's welcome. She does this story. Oh, and and when she, when I told them on like week two, I'm like, okay, well, today we're gonna come up with a plot, and you're gonna thumbnail a four page, four to six page story. And she's like, I can't come up with any ideas. And I'm like, I'm I'm confident that you can. I know you can, and I'm gonna work with you. And I talk with her, and we work with her. She's like, I can't come up with characters. I'm like, I know you can. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to work with you. We're going to work this out. We're going to get you putting ideas on paper. And finally, like after a little bit of coaxing and nudging and talking, she was putting ideas on paper. And then she turns around this plot. I don't think she was prepared for how much this story affected me. But it's the story of a ghost who wakes up one morning. Or rather, no, I take it back. It's a man who wakes up one morning to find out he's a zombie. He starts shaving, and he starts shaving mm. off part of his skin. And he's oh. like, what? That's weird. And a ghost shows up and is like, look at you. You're like a shadow of your former self. You used to be this great artist of renown. And now you've let yourself go, you know? And Whoa. so the ghost like starts to sort of coax this zombie into getting back into painting. <laughs> and like it's revealed that the ghost is actually the man the zombie's spirit sort of trying to get him re-engaged with creativity. And then like it's this like music montage scene of like uh, trying out different brushes and you know doing it right, doing it wrong, and then finally like there's this triumphant moment where he's painting again. He's painting again, and then he holds up the painting. He's like, ah, we think a zombie he grunts, and the ghost like, you got the nose wrong, and then ends. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And it's like I'm like, you wrote a parable about re reigniting one's creative spirit. You know, the, the creative spirit descending oh. on you, and you feel like a zombie. You feel like you're dead. You feel like you're falling apart. And then the creative spirit comes down and says, I'm going to get you motivated again. But as soon as you get motivated again, the inner critic kicks back in and says, you got the nose wrong. <laughs> this is a 14-year-old girl, right? That's awesome. So like, wow. I, right? I'm, like, I'm on fire. I'm like, this is amazing. So she's working really hard on this story. It's six pages long. And so it's like, you know, every week she's chugging and chugging on this thing. She's almost done on the second to last session. She's like, oh, I've got a page and a half to color, and I'm going to let her in. And she already drew her word balloons in, so she was good to go. I'm like, you're going to make it. You're gonna, no problem. Mm -hmm. Last day she shows up, and she's like, funny story. Like, I just got back from a, you know, a sports competition at school, and I left my drive, my thumb drive, with all my pages at home. And she looked like she was ready to break down. You know, she looked like she was ready to crack. And I'm like, I'm like, whoop. 
not on my watch. We're going to fix this. And she's like, she's like, okay, well, I called my mom. She said she's going to go look for it and try to bring it back. And she's like, but, but th- that's going to take almost an hour. And the class is only two hours long. She's like, what can I do in the meantime? I'm like, well, I went to my computer where I scanned all the kids' work. I'm like, I found the last page of inks that we scanned of hers. And I'm like, all right, here's the page again. You get started coloring the last page because that's all she had left is a page and a half. I'm like, here's page six. All you'll have when your mom gets here, all you'll have left to do is half a page five, letter page six. And, and then I even found all of the other scans of pages one through five. And I'm like, worst comes to worst, you're going to letter these pages and we'll merge them with your final pages if your mom doesn't get back in time. But we got oh this worked my. out. And she seems kind of relieved, right? Mom shows up with the drive. It's the wrong drive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching this kid she's like all the other kids are making all these jokes about how hard this is and all this deadline pressure but this kid is really having a rough time of it um, so I pulled her aside I'm like look look, you know I'm supposed this class ends at 7 Like, if you need more time we're sticking around like if you have the time I have the time we will make sure this thing gets done uh, and I saw her get a little relief she was like I felt the pressure was lifted from the moment and sure enough mom came back brought all the pages but she still had the letter, everything, and clock it hits seven o'clock. You know, she's still going. Seven thirty, she's still going, and I'm just I t- tore down the rest of the classroom, put all the stuff away, and I'm like, just take your time, get it done when you get it done. And she's like, well, don't you have any place to be? Well, sure enough, I did. I'm already late for this meeting I was supposed to go to, and I did like this conversation in my head where I was like, you know what? If they're mad at me, f them. <laughs> this this girl deserves. <laughs> To have this thing finished. After everything she's been through, this is going to be finished. And I will take on anybody who tells me that she can't finish this thing, you know? It was like with that kind of ferocity, I was like totally turning into like polar bear. I will beat down anybody who gets in the way of this kid finishing her work, you know? Uh, and yeah, I got to the meeting with only, like, there's only 15 minutes left, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, I still made it, but I didn't really get to do anything. But um, yeah, it was it was a, a funny feeling being that, like feeling that there was what are the stakes right a couple people in the association are gonna be mad at me you know Mm. Uh, no lives were on the line but i still felt like terribly rebellious (laughs) (laughs) oh scandal (laughs) oh look at me in my leather jacket (sighs) (laughs) did yeah did you did you did you kind of Spin your chair around when you got into the meeting, sit in it backwards. No, what do you think I did? I came and was like, Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. I got hung up on something. What I miss? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's um what a what a in an intense situation of yeah, conflicting commitments. And uh but I don't know, but but the but was it really that intense, right? Other than no, the whole, really. like, yeah, like, what, what really mattered? Yeah. No, it was clear what mattered in that situation, right? There was no question in my mind what mattered in that situation. Yeah. And, but it's funny because as soon as, as soon as you do commit, like, like the, the noise of what might be and the imagined versions of the people of what might be, you know, that yeah. those characters play, play stuff out. Um, but no, I. <laughs> that's so funny. F those people. It probably <laughs> like I. It's it's uh. That's the name of this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey says, 
F those people. Yeah. Like fun, I'm going to help you. Exactly. Yeah. Shut the front door. <laughs> I don't give two figs. <laughs> All out of figs. Oh, my gosh. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, like conflicting commitments. It, it totally comes up. It, you know, yeah, it and totally what does. What the heck are you going to do? But um, but there's like a triage, sounds like. Um, right, right. Not okay, all commitments so let's are the are are the same weight, right? Right. Like what? Well, let's let's go the other way. Let's say I turn to that kid. I'm like, you know what? I I I said I'd be someplace else, and I don't want to let those people down. Mm-hmm. This kid doesn't get to finish her thing, and. Yeah. Then I go to the meeting and I feel resentful towards everybody there because my commitment to that, you know, conflicted with something that meant a lot to me. Right. That's that's part of the math. I figure, okay, what's going to be outcome? What's the outcome? I don't go to it and this kid finishes and maybe I feel a little bit bad because I let some other people down or I go to this other thing and I feel angry about the other commitment that I let down, you know. Um, Mm hmm. But this 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 mathematics happens in a blink of an eye, right? This wasn't a situation where I was like, okay, um, kids just sit tight while I go in the bathroom, look in the mirror, and talk this through, you know? <laughs> wait, wait, I got to splash more water on my face. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, and then I do like the whole pep. It's you and me, buddy. It's you and me. We can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like psyching yourself up like Eminem and 8 Mile. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's like Cry to Kid of Rap. You should check it out. Really? Re- really, really, oh. yeah. It really is, yeah. Like very much, rap cry to kid. A little bit oh. of naughty stuff, yeah. <laughs> A little bit of naughty stuff. <laughs> oh, it's it's not like uh, Daniel like holding hands with Elizabeth Shue or whatever her name is. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's yeah. They did not go to the arcades, uh, um, uh, water park, and. Uh, have 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 awkward hand holding, but no, um, you know, if if Daniel San were were from from um the Eight Mile Trailer Park and whatnot, I think you know that that he would have he would have done what he had to do and, and uh, engage in rap battle. Uh, well, I I was hoping that would turn to a prompt about talking about navigating multiple commitments. Yeah, navigating multiple commitments. I, um, let's see. So, what you described was one of one of those. I mean, that's like that's triage. It's instinct. It's it's in the moment. You have um, you're in the midst of a situation, and I mean, knowing what matters to you sounds like it's you know that helps you navigate it. Um. Because whatever the negative outcomes could be for the for the other one, it sounded like there was enough context where that wasn't like a complete, um, like like a betrayal of confidence, right? Right, or, right. Or yeah. like you know, you really had a commitment to be here at this time because of whatever critical thing, and and um, you're helping us, you know, meet some need for the community and in this particular moment where it, that's more of a, like an ongoing role where this, this that's like, a, um, it's a long-term thing versus the, the class is like an event. It's very, you know, it's short term. It's, it's, it's brief. And it was right at that boundary of when it was about to stop. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors there that seem like, um, 
even though you're not thinking the the thing through on like a like a pros and cons spreadsheet but it seems you know given that you had a strong belief on the one side then and honestly you already mitigated some of the risk with saying yeah i did hey, yes this conflict might come up right so no, and I mean, and that's that's part of that conflict mitigation strategy is that early on I notified them that, yes, there are going to be some conflicts on this particular meeting and this particular meeting, just so that you know what to expect, right, so that I'm not behaving erratically in your eyes, right? Setting so you did a bit of forecasting. So you set expectation yeah. based on some forecasting, based on noticing the potential risk between two commitments and, um, you know, shared resource between those commitments. And yeah. I this might come up and and it turns out it did so that i don't know that seems like a, a like you really set yourself up to just kind of that like that one doesn't sound like a big conundrum <laughs> other than no, like no. maybe personally it's hard to like ever say like um f those people right right <laughs> well okay okay Yes. So this comes out of the fact that I did have one bad experience where I really, and I know, I know I've talked about this on the show before. I really let somebody down. I let down a client uh, and I heard the disappointment in their voice when I had to tell them, you know, and it's because I double booked mm -hmm. because this was before I started using a calendar, like in my early days of, of being a teaching artist where I thought I'm an artist. I can be kooky and weird and I don't need to have a day planner. Grownups have day planners, you know? Um, Oh my God, that just seems so long ago now. <laughs> now where I live and die by my ETP and Trello. Um, but I remember I double booked and I had to come up with this decision. Okay, I'm booked to teach a class at this institution where I've been working, working with them for years and I have an ongoing relationship with them. This other institution, which is very far away, I've never worked with them before. And, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, no prior, no, there's no, there's no prior uh, relationship of, of any sort with these people. This is a, a brand new client. So I sat down and said, okay, which is more important to me? Is it more important to foster new clients and disappoint the, the institution with which I've worked for years? They might be more understanding because they've known me for longer, right? It's like, they'll be like, oh, okay, well, we're disappointed, but there'll be other opportunities because we know what value you bring. Or do I disappoint the new entity who I've never worked with before, who is farther away Am I going to have more of a relationship with them down the road? Okay, so that's the sort of figuring out that I have to do. In any case, I'm the one who's wrong. Neither of them did anything wrong. They both asked me at different times, are you free on this day? And I said, yes, you know? Mm -hmm. So in the end, I decided that the institution far away was the one that I had to break the bad news to. And when she, I said, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it. I double, and I told the truth. I was like, I double booked myself. I was, it was a horrible mistake, and I'm deeply sorry for this, and I would be more than happy to lead the workshop on a different day um, free of charge. And her response was, that won't be necessary. Click. <laughs> I was like, ouch. And I know, you know, I, I maybe she could have responded a little bit, you know, better about it, but uh, at the same time, it's like, you know, I screwed up. And, and that's, that, that stuck with me so much that, like, now I'm, like, hypervigilant about that. And I, I triple check with all people who I have appointments with, you know, it's like, okay, these are the dates we're doing this, right? Follow up a month later. Just want to check in. We still on for this date and this time, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to appreciate the risk until you've been bitten by it. And sometimes that can uh, over-exaggerate the risk. But uh, but at the same time, I mean, <laughs> some, it, it can be, di- yeah. you know, lead to yeah. a new, new skill, new discipline. Yeah. And, um, I mean, what I'm hearing is it sounds like you dealt with that with a lot of, um, you know, th- doing the best you could, um, being accountable, being transparent, um, ha- having some humility and saying, you know, because it's not like transparent with a, oh, it's so funny, like literally like how, I don't even know if I can name this episode F, F those people because like it's so facetious when like I mean you can have like a voice in your gut or or something an emotion of like you know so your emotions like this big jury right so you're you got this jury of like you got that's the name of the, em- the episode <laughs> <laughs> so you've got th- and like like one of the jurors is a hothead hothead they double parked their freaking Ferrari. Well, right? angry they're, men. Yeah, they're so annoyed to be there in the jury, but like they're there and they're part of you. And yeah. you know, it's like f those people, f those people. Like, shut up, guy. We gotta, <laughs> we got, we got some nuance here. Bring some nuance to the situation, and let's right. let's think it through, and look for some common ground. And and honestly, you're already coming from that that sort of place where where um you're like, I made a mistake, um being accountable and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, people can react to that how, how, however they can, but I would bet, like, so you take that one event, but then stretch it out over time and look at, like, collectively how, what events would transpire based on that behavior, probably more positive than negative. Right. Yeah. 